Well, hello and welcome to Aim and Practice, where we talk about life as a practitioner, wellness in general, and of course, what it means to practice. And today I am talking with Brian, whose bodywork adventures began at a yoga ashram in Western Massachusetts in 1985. So he's been at this for a long time, where he studied both yoga and massage. After which, graduating from the Connecticut Center of Massage Therapy, Brian's studies have continued with a focus on Western and Eastern modalities and combining these two in a super cool way. From the Traeger approach to Thai yoga massage, Brian's expertise encompasses a very wide range of techniques. Now devoted to Taoist movement practices, Brian now practices and teaches Qigong alongside maintaining his massage therapy practice. So in this episode, we begin by exploring Brian's journey from being a musician to discovering that massage therapy really was his true calling. And we also delve into this really interesting intersection between special education and the arts and how Brian created an arts program specifically designed for special education students. Now this is quite interesting. The conversation also shifts to massage therapy techniques and the importance of being able to adapt. Now we also discuss the power of Qigong in directing Qi and the flow of energy and its application in self-care as well as massage sessions. So let's jump in for this really awesome discussion on the art of massage therapist and its endless possibilities. So Brian, thank you. <laughs> hunger, um, but, but, but hunger for touch. Uh, yeah, so I, I I was raised in a family of musicians. Um, both my parents were musicians. Were musicians. My older brother and sister both are musicians, and it was just sort of expected that I was going to do the same. You can see I'm in my in my music room where I teach. Um, it was just expected that I also follow their footsteps and do this professionally, go into music. Um, I was also a rebellious little teenager, <laughs> imagine that, um, who uh, when I was 17 years old and my parents were kind of grooming me to go to a, a music conservatory and I had a new teacher, a new viola teacher. And she said at one point, you don't really want to do this, do you? I'm like, no, I don't. So, uh, so I went into, I figured out like what I, what else I might want to do. So oddly enough, partly to, um, I don't know, make myself a mystery with my parents. I got a degree in special education, which I combined and turned because they, they had nothing. They couldn't have a grasp of that at all. They're like, we don't know how, we don't know why you know how to do that, but Okay. Um, so I got a degree in special education, which ended up being, uh, I turned into, <laughs> this is a, another thing that I do, that I made my own by creating, um, I talked my boss into letting me create 
and start a special education arts program. So people would say, you know, get it. What do you do? I'm like, okay, think of it this way. I, I teach music to the, to the hard of hearing and I teach art to the visually impaired and everything in between. So <laughs> I did that for a while, totally mystifying my parents and then, and the rest of my family. And then, um, I call it my first midlife crisis when I was 27. I was like getting ready to walk into work, into the school one day. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to give myself two years to figure out something else to do. Um, in the meantime, I had gone to uh, a friend of mine, a 45-year-old woman at that time, that seemed old, um, was getting her bat mitzvah. I'm like, what do you get a 45-year-old woman who's going to have a bat mitzvah? So I, I thought, I know. I think she'd like this. So I went and I bought her a gift certificate for massage therapy. Mm, we're, starting to, we're starting to get to that. Um, and when I was there, when I was in the massage practice, the business, um, they're like, well, have you ever had a massage? I'm like, no, no. Um, so I, I scheduled myself for a massage. I think to get one the same time that my that my friend was going to get her bat mitzvah uh, massage. So I'm lying there on the massage table. <laughs> a half hour massage, that's all it was. But I'm lying there on the massage table. I'm like, oh my God, this is it. And I start asking the massage <laughs> therapist, okay, where did you, how did you learn how to do this? Where did you go to school? Are you making a living? Are you like happy? Are you... And I think two weeks later, I was enrolled to go to massage school. Mm. Um, and then it was like six months after that, after after I had originally implied or, or implied, applied that um, I, I was accepted and started going. In the meantime, I had found I'd been doing yoga at a yoga ashram um, in Western Massachusetts at, at Kripalu. Um, I'd been doing yoga there and they had a, a, a massage program, like a short program that you could do. So I went and took that and like just immediately fell in love doing basically, you know, Swedish type massage, but it was nice to start learning massage at a yoga ashram where they considered yoga to be a moving meditation. So that's mm -hmm. also how they taught body work. They taught, you know, that, that this is a meditation that you, you know, you're hooked up, that you're not just going through the strokes. You're just sure at the beginning, it kind of felt that way because it felt awkward. Um, so I started learning uh, there at the yoga ashram. Then I went to massage school and studied uh, your basic, you know, Swedish massage. But then I, I went in kind of the movement direction mm -hmm. and the more I call it the airy fairy direction. So I went, I studied polarity. Um, I actually took a movement class where we studied like Feldenkrais movement and Alexander technique and a little bit of yoga. I taught the yoga component um, when eventually I was a teacher assistant for that class. And then um, so yoga, we did some Qigong, we did some Tai Chi, we did all sorts of different modalities of movement. Um, oh, and I also, when I was there, studied Shiatsu, but didn't really retain it. So mm -hmm. I came back and took Jess's course about, about <laughs> acupressure meridian massage. Um, so 
that's kind of how I got started. And when I said originally hunger, um, I also came from a family that did not touch. There was mm -hmm. like no physical contact. Um, so I was hungry for it. So, so like immediately when I had, when I was there on the massage table, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And, and to be able to receive it, but then what must it be like to give, you know, be a giver in, in this realm. So, um, yeah, so I, 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 that hunger, which fed me that physical contact that, that, that I also wanted. And, and you'll find this hard to believe because just has known me a little bit via um, emails and texts and all that and looking at my blogs and all that, that I used to be painfully shy. I was like, I, I was afraid to talk to people. I was like, I didn't want to be in social situations at all. I was like, I was like painfully shy. Um, and it was really the going through massage school that, yeah, I couldn't get, I couldn't be that way when I was in, mm -hmm. in massage school, you know, I had to connect with people and, and, and found that, wow, this is really easy. And, and, and I really enjoy it. I really, I, I enjoy that kind of interaction with people, not just touch, but also, you know, the friends that I made in massage school, all that. So, yeah. so it brought me out of a shell. <laughs> When uh, when did you go to massage school? How many years ago, or what year was it? Uh -huh. So I grew, I was in massage school in 1987. Okay, you, you weren't born yet, were you? I was. No. I was. Oh, you were. I was around. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, just, just a I wee know. lad, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I I went to massage school in 1987. Um, mm -hmm. I was going through because I was still teaching um, the special ed arts program. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I went through part-time, like in the evenings until my last semester when I played hooky from some of my teaching jobs. I called in sick a lot because I had some required courses to graduate yeah. um, that that only took place during the day. So, you know, I might've mm. taken a lot of sick days, but no one ever yeah. caught on. So it was fine. Yeah. Or if they did, they didn't worry about it. Yeah. So yeah, it's, that was in 1987. I started going to the yoga ashram in like 1985, I think. Um, okay. and started to get, uh, like I said, and that's where I, I took the first massage course. So yeah, it's been so a long been time. In this business, yeah. You've been in this business for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curious, like, like knowing that, how, how have you seen it change the, the business or the world of massage therapy, having been in it for so long? And from what I can tell you, you've really been in it, like not just, I'm, I'm a massage therapist. That's what I do. But it really sounds like this has been an integral part of your, your life. Right. So with yeah. it being so, could you tell me like what what would be the biggest changes you've seen in the last what thirty four or five years or whatever it is? Um, number one, the perception of okay. massage because you know it, we we used to have to make be very clear about saying no, I don't own a, or I, I don't work in a massage parlor. Mm -hmm. You know, of making the distinction of massage and massage therapy. And, and when I first told, you know, started telling people back in the eighties and my fellow teachers and all that, 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 yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do this massage thing. They're like, Ooh, you know, as though it was mm -hmm. something risque. I think that, so the perception has changed and also the availability of different modalities of, okay. of doing body work, 
has mm -hmm. really broadened. And that's one thing that's also kept me in the profession so long is that I keep, I keep learning new stuff. You know, I keep, I keep yeah. going, Oh, that looks really cool. I want to know how to do that. Um, or I need a refresher because like I've forgotten all my meridians and certain points mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So, um, so, so yeah, the perception and then also just the scope of areas that you can study as a massage therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because I did, <laughs> you poor thing. Yeah. I'm, I'll let you ask questions occasionally. Um, but I, I did after, <laughs> after I graduated from massage school and I had my, at that time we didn't have licensure. We just had certificates, um, here in the States. And so I had my certificate and I, I was, um, certified by the school, but also the, the American Massage Therapy Association. So that made me legit, you know, and, and that was really my motivation, that and the insurance to be with the American Massage Therapy Association, because I'm like, I could say, oh, I'm certified. I'm, I'm, I'm for real. Um, but it didn't take long after I graduated that I started studying. I went and studied sports massage for a while. I went and studied Traeger approach, um, which I loved, but, but actually got thrown out of the program because like I said, I take things, I take things, I, that's a little rough. I wasn't really like thrown out, but, um, I take things and I make them my own, mm -hmm. right? I make them into something that works for me. And when I was yeah. doing the Traeger approach in Traeger approach, you don't apply pressure. You know, Traeger approach, it's all about working with the nervous system and getting joints and getting, getting soft tissue loosened up all through basically shaking. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so I would do that and I would see a shoulder release. And I'm like, oh my God, that would be so good. Now, now that I've gotten that shoulder release, I want to apply pressure and the teachers would come running over going, no, Bren, no, 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 no. We don't apply pressure. We don't apply pressure. And, and. Um, here I was, because here I was as a student, maybe, maybe going out of the box. Oh well, yeah, I live out of the box. What am I saying? So going out of the box a little bit and making it, um, something that I thought, wow, this would be so cool. I could have respected the process and said, okay, let me learn Traeger approach the mm -hmm. way you're supposed to. But, uh, I wanted to make it my own. Um, then, I mean, there were all sorts of other things that I studied eventually. Um, I studied Thai yoga massage mm -hmm. um, with, uh, with a guy. Not I didn't go to, to Thailand. I studied with Chuck Duff in Evanston, Illinois, um, and did that really kind of, again, part-time uh, for four years. Mm -hmm. um, fell in love with that. And then, you know, went ahead after that and studied other like Thai modalities. I did take the Thai massage and Thai massage, you know, they work with Sen lines, which yep. are basically meridians. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The, the, the Sen lines didn't, it was hard for me to integrate the Sen lines, I guess, because I'd already had a little bit of experience with Chinese meridians. So again, thinking out of the box, I didn't, I don't use the send lines. I use, I use the, um, Chinese meridians mm -hmm. for both that. And then a, a 
so, uh, let's see, it's uh, in 20, when did COVID happen? 20. So right at the very beginning of COVID, right before the quarantine, I went to Montreal and I studied Toksen, uh Thai massage, massage, um, which is, is a tapping along meridians. Mm-hmm. Although they, they, you know, the instructor kept saying, okay, so what send line are we working? And I'd be like, because <laughs> um, I didn't memorize the send lines. I yeah. knew those as, as, well, you're basically working the bladder meridian there. Yeah. But what is that called in the, in the, in the Thai mm-hmm. and Toksen and, or in Thai, uh, you know, healing arts. I'm like, sorry, yeah. I didn't, I didn't learn those. And, and so again, kind of thinking out of the box. Um, so yeah, Toksen and then, which I actually have those here. So Toksen, you use these, these, mm-hmm. you hammer on people. The, you tap. It's great. It's really cool. People love it because you're, you're working with the fascia, but you are also, um, so you're, you're working the fascia. I work along the lines. There's a vibration that comes from the tapping that goes into, you know, into the lines when you're, okay, we'll do a long point. So like, you know, tapping along here and people find at first, they're like, what are you doing? Um, including anybody else in the house that hears me hammering downstairs in the massage room going, good God, what are you doing? Um, and, and at first people are kind of like, huh, what, what is that? And then, and then they like just fall into it. They just relax into it. And, and I feel the tissues softening and, um, you know, and, and, and I feel like, okay, I'm getting some movement along the meridians by doing these, yeah. this tapping. I mean, from what, what you're saying, it, it to me, that makes complete sense. You take a course and then you make it your own because that that's how things get better. And, and there's always a way to improve techniques in my experience. I mean, maybe there's a limit, but I have yet to find it. And there's, <laughs> there's always a way to, to make it your own. And what I, what I find interesting is I've been in some, some workshops where it's like, here's the protocol, here's the procedure, do it this way. And then you do it that way. And then some intuition is like, I think I'm going to do it this way. And then the instructor comes and it's like, no, do it this way. Just like you said. But what I find so fascinating, it's like the instructor leaves and then I do the thing I want to do anyways. And then the person on the table is like, yes, that's what I wanted. So I I think, I think it's, it's strange when educators really stick to the dogma of like, this is the protocol. This is how it has to be done because a skilled practitioner is going to be able to take that information, extrapolate their own sort of intuitive nuances to it, and then turn it into something that's unique and beautifully their own. So the fact that, that you rebel from these systems, I think that's probably (laughs) what's, what's helped make you a a successful practitioner who's had such a long career as you've, you've adopted and and played with it instead of just done what you're told. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like the, and even though you can do Thai massage on a table, um, oh. you know, I, I was doing that before, before, you know, I, I thought that, oh, is that allowed? Um, I mean, I didn't care. I was like, wait, I can do a Thai, I can do a Thai move here. It's going to be slightly different than if we were on the floor on a mat, but I can do a Thai move here while we're on the table, which is why it's hard when people ask me, well, what kind of massage do you do? Mm-hmm. So I say it's more about where I work. I either work on a mat on the floor or I work on a table and I call Mm -hmm. it table massage, which may have elements of, 
um, certainly Swedish massage. I'm using oils. It may, it'll have uh, meridian acupressure work going on. Um, I kind of, uh, I also just, just from experiencing and just kind of practicing, I wasn't trying to come up with it, but I started to feel like the uncoiling that you can feel when you're doing um, cranial sacral work. And, mm -hmm. and I never studied cranial sacral work, but I, I can, in my hands, feel that kind of uncoiling happening when I'm working with somebody. And so they'll be like, wow, and you did cranial sacral work. I'm like, yeah, not really. But um, I mean, yes, but no, it's, I didn't mm -hmm. do the actual technique. But, um, you know, I'm working, I'll do toxin on people. I'll do myofascial cupping on people. I'll do, and I, I never know until I get my hands on the person you know, what I'm yeah. going to want to do, but, but it's kind of taking, and that, it's taking from here and here and here and here and here and just working with the person. And, yeah, and I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. And most yeah, of the time like, it works, it works out really beautifully that they, that they love it, that they, you know, they come out of the massage room <laughs> with that. I call it looking stupid because they just mm -hmm. come out of the massage room going, yeah. Wow. That, I call it the, the JML, the just massage look. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's yeah. probably that's probably a little nicer than me saying, oh, good, I made you look stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm sure you can appreciate this analogy, you know, be, being an, an artist and all, but I, I oftentimes, in fact, I can't help but think of practicing wellness. And I differentiate between practicing wellness and medicine, even though medicine still requires artistry. But practicing, say, massage, it, it is a form of art because you learn all of these techniques, right? Like every continuing education course a person takes, it's essentially teaching them a new brush stroke, teaching them how to use a different style of paintbrush, and then maybe teaching them how to use a different type of paint, right? Mm -hmm. But ultimately, the person is still a painter. And then when they go in the room, they could see the canvas, the human, and they could think, well, I'm going to do this weird thing where I mix some oil paint and some acrylics, and I'm mm -hmm. going to use a fan brush as well as... So like, like that, that's the beautiful thing about, about the type of wellness that we practice in massage is there's so much room for creativity. And at the end of it, the skilled practitioner, the artist produces something that is, is beautiful to, to behold. Right. Now I'm right. not sure if yeah. that analogy sticks. But... No, no. I mean, back to your, the, using that analogy, it's like, yeah, we're, we're given the techniques of using the brush and using the paints, but then ultimately we're the one holding the brush at the end. Yeah. And, you know, when we leave the, when we leave the, the classroom or the workshop or the online, thing, whatever, it's, it's up to us to then, within, within, you know, a framework of safety, of course. And, yeah, and of course, yeah. um, but up to us then to create the picture to, to mm -hmm. what we're going to do on that, on the canvas there. So, yeah. I like so that. within, within that painting the picture, I'm, I'm curious because one of the things that really inspired me to reach out and, and to contact you about doing this podcast was reading, reading your blogs on Qigong. As a TCMD, I've always found Qigong very interesting. We, we had to learn it in school. Like it was part of the education. You I'm gonna learn it, and, I, and I never really, yeah, I was, was like, oh, I got to do this. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I never really, really clicked with it, you know, and I'm not sure if it had to do with the instructor or the fact that I don't do well when I'm compelled to do something, when somebody tells me to do something. Even if I really want to do it, I'm like, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know if it's, if it's that. Well, Jess, nevertheless, we're very similar. Right? <laughs> I, uh, I, I've always found it interesting and beautiful because having gone through the school of TCM, 
that's kind of how I think now. You know, I say when you when you become a TCMD as a Westerner, you basically and I use uh, references from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So you, mm. you've got to drink a pan galactic gargle blaster. Like you have to take your brain, you have to turn it into mush and then recombobulate it. So coming out the other side, I now think like a Taoist, like a TCMD, mm-hmm. and. I find this principle of Qigong so fascinating because it's it's the movement practice of Chinese medicine in the same way that there's movement practices of Ayurvedic medicine, the, the physical practice of yoga, and there's movement practices in Western medicine, going for a walk, right? It's like Qigong is, is the movement aspect. So I'm, I'm curious, can you tell me how, how Qigong has changed your practice, how it's affected your practice, or, or how you incorporate it into your practice? You know what? Let's back up. What is Qigong? Let's start with there. What is Qigong? Yes. So Qi, our body's electricity, um, and and as you know from one of my blog posts, uh, I try to westernize Eastern Eastern terminology. So we can say it's the the bioelectricity in the body. Um, And Gong is is the cultivation or the practice, you know, the, the work um of the of working with the chi so it's really focusing on the chi both through you know movements very very slow movements of feeling and at first you know you might not feel it but feeling that bioelectricity and then kind of working it to use it um so that you move easier that your movement is is effortless um so it, it's working with the chi, kind of directing it. Like this morning I was doing also a, and this is a handy thing for, for body workers or anybody working in, in a healing um, or really any service uh, profession. I was doing kind of a purging thing of like a purging exercise of like, okay, I have some, uh, let's say, easy okay keep me on track here uh i have some like an easy an easy example um energy coming from liver liver meridian you know a lot of people go oh that's anger okay well that there can be anger that can be misdirected or anger that can be productive but you could also turn that around in terms of um you know work working with compassion you know working working with the the uh trying to reverse that anger um if your liver chi is out of balance um so like like this morning doing the purging it's just like i help a lot i you know i'm, I'm not patting myself well yeah okay i'll pat myself on the back I, i'm a helper you know i teach music i teach uh i used to teach cooking i do Oh, that was my second midlife crisis. Um, I do, um, you know, I take care of our house. I take care of our dogs. I take care of, you know, and I'm not saying this to go wah, but I'm Mm -hmm. saying this uh, because I have to remember to take care of myself, which which I can do with the the Qigong is my way of doing that. It's my way of working with my Qi, directing it to where, it's going to be more beneficial for me. And then, but also purging, um, you know, waste, purging, purging, maybe chi that, that I don't need that. I can, I can mm-hmm. let go of that. 
Um, So Qigong um, for me has really been, that's, that's the me time. Um, And that's, that is keeping me from, I used to say every once in a while, um, because it was hard for me to find someone who I enjoyed exchanging massage with. (laughs) I'm picky. Um, As you should. I found somebody. But uh, um, I used to say to people when I get really busy, which summertime is my my busy time, because I'm, I do massage therapy for an opera company up in the mountains. And, And so I'm like, really busy and and i get to a point at where where i can be like uh-uh, nobody gets touched till mama gets touched okay to, nobody's gonna until i take care of myself or someone takes care of me nobody's gonna get uh-uh, i'm mm-hmm. not I'm, I, I don't have it in me i don't have the um the electricity to make it happen for me the qigong is that where i can it's the me time, but then I can also use it. I, I, there's certain, there's certain forms that I use beforehand, before I go and work on somebody, if I'm feeling like disconnected, I've just come home from teaching music at, at, at the high school by our house. And I come home and I'm like, okay, I have to shift gears and get ready to give a massage. And, and, um, I'll practice, there's a form of Qigong where you're cultivating, especially, you know, into your forearms and into your hands. You're really feeling the chi. You're really, you're cultivating that chi and bringing it to, not that it's all going to be just in my my arms and my hands, but, um, you know, really directing the chi to make, make it so that I can give the best session mm-hmm. to my client. I also use the, the, use the Qigong where I'll use, you know, even off the body Qigong healing type work um, where I'll work off the body. I don't do that a lot. Um, but occasionally I'm like, you know what, let's just kind of finish with, with some of this and Mm -hmm. people will be like, wow, I can feel where your hands are, even though I'm not touching them. Um, and then I also, because in Qigong, we focus a lot on, um, acupressure, acupuncture points and of, of tapping. Like I start every morning with, you know, tapping, okay, I'm going to do all my, you know, gallbladder. I'm going to do stomach. I'm going to do, um, to clear my, my sinuses and stuff. Well, I'll do that with clients as well, which also brings me back to, and your, your, um, uh, acupressure meridian class really, really helped to bring that or, or, course really helped to bring that back to me with with clients and that yeah i'll use i'll use some of those those points mm-hmm. and use i i use typically um you know tapping although i i do use all the other techniques that were in that class that that i sort of um i started learning when i started getting curious about twina about the mm-hmm. chinese massage yeah um, i mean Quite, quite frankly, that course is just straight Twina. I was right. teaching at a college and I was teaching Twina. I was at a, a TCM college and it was acupuncture students. Mm-hmm. And as an acupuncture student, you have to learn Twina. But I had also just finished a, a eight-year stint teaching massage therapists. And I'm like, why don't I teach massage therapists this? But it turns out you can't really market Twina. Like the, the reality is there's a very narrow demographic of people who are like, I want to do Twina. Like, what is it? Right. So. It is Twina, I just relabeled it as acupressure and meridian massage. And what's what's cool about what you just mentioned is um, when I was creating the course, I was looking at all of the, the reference texts that, that come from China. And uh, I listed out all of the techniques I could possibly find. There's like 170 some different techniques. 
And I'm like, this is, this is absurd. No, nobody's going to learn 170. And I, as a practitioner, I use three, maybe four. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's super important to know. It's like when you do learn something like acupressure or any of the other techniques, you can kind of like pick the one you want. And like, right. if I go to a continuing ed workshop and I come away with like one tiny nougat, it's a win. If it's, mm-hmm. if it's, I learn how to use this new, new tapping method, but you know, there was, there was something you said as you were describing that, that I would, I would like to dig into. You were talking about, uh, how, ch- how you find, finally found somebody to, to do a trade with, right? That you, you're, you're picky and as you, as you should be, I mean, I'm very picky too. Uh, so with that being said, what exactly about this person or what do you look for when you're searching on a practitioner? What I'm really trying to get out here is what do you think makes a great practitioner? <laughs> that I don't get bored in a session. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that that's, and I told, I told my, this guy that I found, Eric, that, that I exchanged massage with, um, he finished, I went to him, I paid for the first session, you know, and, and um, I told him afterwards, and he hasn't been doing massage that long. Um, a couple of years. Um, and I told him, I'm like, wow, thank you. You know, that was so great. I didn't get bored. <laughs> and, that, and, uh, and, and because I've been on a massage table where, you know, I sign up and usually if I go to see somebody the first time, I'll only ask for an hour because I don't know, I have been in, in enough situations where I've been like, oh my God, is the hour up yet? Mm-hmm. I'm done. Can we be done? Either either because it's just boring or because I don't like their technique. But the big picture is and what what bores me if I feel like you're just working out of a syllabus. Let go of the syllabus. You know, yes, mm-hmm. you needed that, but how long have you been doing this? You know, make it don't 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 do your massage. Massage me. You know, work on me. Don't mm-hmm. don't just do what it said in the syllabus, but work on me and see yeah. what, how do I move? Where do you feel adhesions? Where do you feel, um, like like uh, what um, like your pressure's okay? What well, the, the the yeah? Go ahead and ask, but um, work on me. Like communicate with me. Do a dance with me. You know, not not mm-hmm. just like, okay, this is, I'm going to use that analogy. I like it. This is how you do a waltz and you're looking down at your feet going one, two, three, one, two, three. No, come on. You got to move. You, you got to mm-hmm. um, let go of the one, two, three, one, two, three. Maybe you're, maybe you accidentally like make a wrong move with your feet at some point. Um, not a massage, but on the dance floor. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, you correct it and you move on. And, and I think it's, it's when I feel like, um, that, that if the person is stuck to the syllabus, if they're, if they're just doing, okay. And then next we do this and then next we do this. And, and, and Eric, um, I know, uh, and he'll hear this. So I adore you, Eric, really. Um, but the, um, I had the first Thai session that I had from him. I'm like, wow, this is great. And especially finding someone that can do Thai that, that like, and just move me and, and move with me. Um, 
second session was not so much. And I don't know if it was just the, his frame of mind that day. I'm sure we'll talk about it now. Um, his frame of mind or, but it wasn't quite the same. And I'm like, okay, you're tired. You're not into this. What, what's this about? I didn't say anything. Um, I'm like, just get what you can out of this. But it wasn't the same thing because it felt like you're just, you're just doing technique. You're not, right. you're not doing, you're not doing body work. You're not, you're not dancing with me. You're just doing technique. Mm -hmm. And yeah. and it's when things get so tied into the technique that, um, or, or, and, and that, that can be, that can be a matter of either inexperience or also you've just had a long day and yeah. you're getting to the end and you're just going through the motions. Well, and when I, when I, I don't, I don't have as full time of a practice as I did for, in, for 10 years after I graduated from massage school, um, I had a full-time practice where I was seeing basically five people every day, five days a week. And, and I told, I would tell people when they called to make an appointment, um, I'd be like, okay, you know what? You're number five. So my massage is going to be a little bit different than maybe one, two or three. So mm -hmm. just so you know, you know, because I would try to keep it at four, but would take on that fifth client. But I always yeah. made, I always let them know that, and somehow that kind of freed it up for me also, because then I could just relax and I didn't have to like, I wasn't trying to prove anything or I wasn't trying to, you know, it's like, um, okay, your client number five, I'm going to be tired. Um, so don't, you know, what does that really mean? Um, uh, I'm, I, it may take me a minute to get my rhythm or yeah. whatever. But, I think yeah. that's a really cool system because that, that is very much the reality of it. And there's, there's no arguing it. I mean, maybe, maybe there's a couple people out there who can hit the last massage of a, a five massage day sure. and they're the same. They were number one, but I, I'm, I'm pretty doubtful. Like it's, it's a lot of work. So that's really awesome that you were so transparent with this is the reality of it. Right. And I'm also curious about, you know, you, you say the, the thing that makes massage really great is get out of the syllabus, do the dance, right? So that, that sounds great in theory, but, but how, how do you, how do you, what would you tell another massage therapist? So, you know, like, let's say I come to you and I'm like, Brian, I, I heard your podcast and, and I hear you, man. Like, yeah, but how do I do that? You know, <laughs> like I learned this routine and sometimes I do get bored out of my mind because I've seen this client 20 times and. So what would you tell me then as the practitioner, how do I improve based on your insights? I, I kind of laughed when you were, because I thought of, I thought of a person who, who's, uh, who really helped me with that same kind of situation that she'd been my Wendy. Um, I adore her. Uh, she was my movement teacher when I was in, in massage school. So she was the one that I learned, you know, the Feldenkrais and the Alexander and the, um, or was introduced to those. And, and she, um, eventually she and I ended up sharing an apartment as roommates, but we also had our own workspaces in that apartment. It's a huge, big, big old Victorian house in New Haven, Connecticut. And I had the whole third floor. There were six rooms there two rooms that that had separate access you didn't have to go through the apartment to get to the treatment rooms and she was in one room i had the other room um 
but since we were we were roommates we would also just like you know what let's just exchange like all the time and she was the one that really encouraged me i'm, I'm going to use this word but we may have to back her to to just play to just mm -hmm. just be like even though she was a teacher and a massage therapist but my movement teacher she was the one who just was like, just see, just see how does that, how does the soft tissue? And she, it wasn't like she instructed me every step, step of the way, but she was like, I remember one time I was doing some work on her neck and she's like, man, I feel so jammed up because you're pushing everything up into my occiput. You know, you're just pushing everything up and I want to, I want to move it down, move it away. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to leave here with a headache. And so I'm like, wait, okay, how did we learn how to do that? And she's like, yeah, don't. Don't don't worry about how you learned. Just intuit it, you know. Mm -hmm. in, in, intuitively, how would you do that? How would you move that energy, the 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 tension, the whatever, away from the occiput instead of like jamming up into it? And so she, I really learned how to uh, from her how to play, just how to, and that was really about the, 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 the communicating non-verbally with the client of just seeing how does the soft tissue work? How, how can I open up this, this joint here, get some movement of the synovial fluids? How can I, you know, how can I work to get in there? So it was really, um, yeah, it was, it was just encourage, encourage me. That's where I, that's where I learned that the, you know, Work on me. Don't do what you learned and in, in just what you learned out of the syllabus in massage school. Sure, you need those things. You know, yeah. yes, um, to be number one, safe and and um, so that you're not being a total freak while you're working on somebody on the table. But mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've had and I I wrote you about a client that I have, and I won't go into a lot of specifics uh, about it, but a client that I have that with a traumatic brain injury. And cannot be moved, you know, was paralyzed, but now all the, there's so much um, spasticity in the muscles that, that like, if I try to move her arm, you know, I can't. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, one time she was, she was paralyzed. Now she can walk with help, but she came to me originally for Thai massage because that was recommended. So I'm like, okay, well, we'll go on the floor, we'll work on the mat and, and I'll do what I, I'll do tie and see what, and then quickly realize, yeah, this ain't going to work. Mm. Number one, we need to move onto the table. Number two, she's going to be on her back the entire time. I can't go from prone to supine. You know, I can't be moving her around because every time I do, everything seizes up. Um, so, and at first I got really frustrated um, of like, God, what am I doing? What am I, I don't know how to help her. I don't know how to help her. And, and I talked to her at one point and I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say I don't, I, that I can't work with you, but I just want to make sure that you're feeling some benefit out of this. Even if it's, you know, just having some touch, having, having coming over and seeing our dogs at the house, you know, coming over and, and, you know, hanging out with me. And as soon as I kind of let her know indirectly that I'm like, I feel, I feel, um, 
I feel helpless. I, I don't know how to help her. And, mm-hmm. and, and as soon as I did that and kind of acknowledged that, then I, then she came back a couple of weeks later, she comes every other week, she came back and, and I just started like, I'm just going to see, I'm just going to feel, what do I feel in her body? You know, I'm yeah. not going to try to move her a lot. I'm not going to try to be on her back on the table. Okay. Maybe I'll move and see how does that work? You know, if I, if I pick up her leg and do kind of a tie mover, I'm, I'm doing a rotation of her hip a little bit in the knees and, um, and now it's kind of, and I only, I only came up with the name for it because I'm like, I don't know what this technique is. You know, she's like, yeah, I, I come to him for time massage. I'm like, well, not really. Um, the closest thing, if somebody needed a name to put on it, it would be Twina mm-hmm. that I do. I do Twina, um, massage with her and that I'm working on acupressure points and, uh, working, working the meridians and, and feeling, can I, can I feel some movement on that, on that level? Uh, just so you know, I am still here, but okay. my camera just, uh, shut off. So, uh, I'll ask you another question. Okay. And then as you're answering that, I'm going to, to fix this. Um, Cause you know, you ask me a question, I'll give you like 15 minutes. Yeah, let's to... go for it. <laughs> No, so I actually think this is an interesting time to ask the the question about what it is about massage that 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 has has changed your life. How has practicing massage, and I mean that practicing massage for as long as you have, how do you think that has changed your life? Really, emotionally. Um, again, I was painfully shy. I was. Um, as a kid, uh, I was, well, and, and a young adult, um, it's the connection, you know, it's the, it's the working with people and helping them, you know, figure out of like, okay, how can we get this to move a little bit more? Or you had this happy, you know, you had the surgery happen? Um, how can I help to facilitate, you know, getting, um, the, get, helping the healing from, from surgery, from an injury, or just from, from fatigue or from whatever, but it, it's really, it's, it's the connection. Just even if I'm giving a session where it's like, okay, we're just going to do, I call it a Calgon take me away, um, from the old, you know, bath bubble commercials back in the sixties and seventies of, of, I just need a Calgon take me away. Great. I can do that where, where I'm just gonna, I'm trying to that. So yeah, where, where I can help you with that. Um, but the connection is also more than, um, more than how can I help you with that? The, the, the connection is also just relating with people, you know, oh. in a, in a nonverbal and verbal way, but really a way of when I said, when I, when I joked earlier about like, I was hungry for touch, I was hungry for connection. I, I, I wanted to, um, same thing with receiving massage, you know, with, with Eric, it's like, I love that connection. 
just that that um, the the you know his hands on me. He's moving me around. He's um, he's he's just like oh that's that's so cool. You know, so it's this nonverbal connection thing that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really the for me emotionally um, feeling a bigger connection to the world, which, yeah. which, which also is kind of what I feel with the Qigong of, in terms of, you know, the, the, I'm connected with my teachers who I work with. I'm connected. I'm more connected with my own body, the, the Jing I'm, I'm connected with my ancestry, my parents, everything just through that Qigong practice where I'm acknowledging my own body and my own place in the world. Um, and there was another one, um, yeah, connection, you know, mm-hmm. that's like, I mean, c- connecting with you, connecting with, with, uh, you know, the people around me, it's like one, you know, one time I hope we can meet in, per- in person and I'll, and I'll show you some Qigong and, and show you that it's really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you, and you can, you know, you can, uh, do some work on me, whatever, but you yeah. know, that, that, but even just this, just this, this connecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been cool, uh, to connect really... to my own body, to my own gene, but also to, to connect with the other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very, very fascinating world we're in within body work. And, and it's, one of the things I find interesting about it is when you're when you're on the inside of it, and you've been practicing for a while. Um, Touches is, is still magical, but it's it's and it's not like a mundane form of magic, but it's like it's like an everyday magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then people on the outside they they don't realize like there, there's magic to the experience of of simply receiving that form of connection. Mm-hmm. I've talked about this on previous podcasts, uh, but the, this idea of of just non-sexual touch, just having that physical contact. It is so deeply baked into to humanity that mm-hmm. when we don't get it, I, I think I think it's it's cause for 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 illness in some cases. So I think that's a, that's a brilliant answer. Just just connection. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, 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 before I had touch, I had connection. I had you know with my own family, with people growing growing up with. And I'm talking, you know, growing up into my 30s and 40s. Um, but the the um, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> it was deep and profound, I'm sure. <laughs> it'll it'll come back to me. It'll come back. Yeah. 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 yeah so as as we kind of uh, come to the the end of our our time to chat here, there there is a few more things that I'm interested in in uh, discussing and. Largely, it has to do with the fact that you, you have been doing this for so long. Like, really, there's not a lot of massage therapists who, who have been in the industry for as long as you have. And from the sounds of it, you've taken a lot of, of education, right? And uh, this is likely a selfish question as a provider of continuing education. But one of my goals is to provide, like, the, the best possible course that I can. Like, I, I am genuinely interested. That's my top priority. So as somebody with the experience you have and having done as much courses as you have, I, I have two questions. And one is what makes a great course? And the other is what makes a great teacher? <laughs> so, okay. 
let's start with what makes a great course. Um, the if I can feel like and I and I need to go into a course being receptive as well, being ready to soak in, you know, um, soak in any knowledge that, that the teacher has for me. Um, but it's looking for it's looking for just those little seeds, those little those little things of like, oh man, that is so cool. I never thought of it that way, or I never I never thought to apply pressure that way, or I never um, never uh, considered that acupoint in this way or whatever. You know, just some little some little thing going in like totally receptive. And, and, and as I've also learned from Qigong teachers, I go in and I take, I take a, a, a course or I'll do something, you know, if it's a live course and I'll be like, oh yeah, well, I've done this, but you know, I've, I'm interested in seeing what you're doing. No, you have to go in every time as, I don't know anything, you know, it's like, it's like um, back, back to Qigong, you know, there are 7,000, over 7,000 different forms of Qigong. And so someone's saying, well, I'm going to teach you, uh, um, you know, the, 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 the tiger from the, from the animal frolics and the, oh yeah, I've done that. And then I go in there and I'm like, holy crap, I didn't know any of that. And mm. so it's, it's really going into a course, just going, I want, I want to, I want kind of as a blank slate of just mm -hmm. like, I don't know, I, I, uh, I, I want to see what is something new that I can take in or not, or, you know, um, so, so it's going in hungry. It's going in as a, as, as a blank slate, a good teacher. Um, <laughs> I want to feel, I want to feel, even if it's just, if it's online, like this is the first time that you and I have other than texts and emails have, have communicated you know, face to face, mm -hmm. sort of. Um, so before this, I knew you as the guy doing the videos that I was watching, and and it's like, okay, oh great, now I have to take a quiz. Um, but the the, but the um, but still, I could feel a connection with you, and that you were connect that you were connecting with trying to connect with it with your students of just like, so now I'm going to show you how you do this. And, and you, 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 you break things down. Okay. I'll be general. Good teachers break things down in a way that it's understandable, that it's easy to follow and that it's easy, that it's interesting to watch. Um, and then, okay, back to you. And then, and then also, <laughs> um, you know, being, being very careful about, making sure you're teaching body mechanics and that, you know, you'll always, you, you talk about, okay, so you can see how I am on the table here. And if I'm going to apply pressure this way, I want this stance and I want to move this way. Um, I think that that's really important. And, and yes, when I'm downstairs working on the, in my massage room, working on the, the table, yeah, you, you, you still, you know, you're still reminding me from the videos that I'm watching. I'm like, okay, I'm being lazy. I'm not being good about my body mechanic. What would Jess say? Um, so it's, it's having, you know, it's having number one. Okay, ready? I'm, I, I, 
I'm like a dog, I think in pictures. So, so going in as a student, you have to be soil, you have to be, uh, you know, a good, a good, um, soil that's ready to, to take in, germinate, then grow seeds that are given to you by the teacher. Wow. Deep thoughts, right? Um, but yeah, so I, I think that, but, and, and, you know, I th I'm thinking, especially with Qigong teachers, cause I've collected a lot of those and I have some that it's like, yeah, I'll pay money to go and take, take, you know, a longer multi-series course with you. Um, but you lose me. Some teachers lose me when it's like, okay, it's too much talk. It's too And I need to move. Um, so, so yeah, there, there are, and that, but that same person may do really well for another person. But, but again, I'm a, you have to know about the yourself as a learner. Um, and like, I'm a kinesthetic and visual learner. I think in pictures, I think through movement. Okay. Yeah. So you have to know that about yourself and to see, uh, and to find a teacher that, 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 um, that works well with that jives with mm -hmm. does that make sense that makes complete sense no yeah huh. i think i i think that's a, a great great place to uh to tie a little little bow on our conversation ah yeah, yeah. no okay. i really really appreciate you taking the time and your insights and and uh, i'm grateful to have, have chatted with you so thank I you i know i'm i'm really happy to have, have you know gotten to know you a little more and and through this you know, seeing you visually and, and, um, and yeah, it gave me a couple of hours to like talk about myself.